So I've just arrived at Queen's Road Peckham Station and I'm on my way to meet Margaret Mulder who is originally from the Netherlands and I'm very excited to go to her place in Peckham to see what she's been doing since the shop closed. She launched two books at the bookshop and she's just had a fourth book launch. My bookshop had closed before she could launch it with us so as a result I have not yet seen the book so I'm very excited to see that. This is the Travelling Through Podcast. I'm your host Emma and in this series we're talking about the London Pool. What makes you stay and what makes you leave? Here I am standing in front of a house with an inspirational sign of wonder is the beginning of wisdom and a poster saying it's okay to be you so I know I'm in the right place. Hello, Margaret. Um, It's lovely to be here in Peckham and uh, you've just shown me around your amazing home which is just inspiration from um, wall to wall, basically. And I'm surrounded by by square head. Lots of friends. Lots of friends. Um, square world. <laughs> the hairy, scary. Hey, where's Chinwag? He's spooky Chinwag somewhere. Is... The little dog. Yeah, I can't he's see him. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. He's, uh, he's hiding. <laughs> Oof. There we go. There <laughs> he is. We can't do this without Chinwag. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Just pour me the most amazing... Was it Aeropress? Aeropress. Aeropress coffee. Yeah. And, Lavazza and coffee. I'm eating what you're calling. It's well. It this is actually just ginger ginger cake, but it's from Holland. Okay. Yeah. The other one was uh, bitch cake. Bitch cake. Oh, this yeah. isn't the bitch cake. No, this is the bitch cake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You've missed the bitch cake. You can it. still have it. Okay. Thank you. Well, later. the ginger cake is absolutely delicious. So mm. it will definitely going down the right way. So mm. I was just trying to remember the first time that we actually met. My first memory, I think, um, forces is already four years ago, um, yeah. was you were presenting at a meeting for Christian Aid. Yes, we had a, a we had a sort of brainstorm downstairs, yeah, didn't we? We had like right. a day, just like a brainstorm meeting. Mm. And I think I was, yeah, I was working, doing a job for them. And after that, you came back a couple of times. Yeah. And that's when I got to know that you were creating this, the second book, in fact, because the first book, I was already think, out. was already out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I that am was out like eight years ago, yeah. Yes. But you were in the finishing phases of, of the second book. Yeah. Harry Scary's Bad Day, if I get that Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, um, that one. and I think you were crowdfunding it, were you? This one we didn't. No. We did uh, this one, the first one, Squarehead, I'm Squarehead, we did on Kickstarter, mm. um, which was a great success. That hit the target within three days. That's amazing. So that was amazing. Yeah. We were just really, and it's a beautiful way, actually, because it's uh, it's a very honest way of knowing if you have something good mm-hmm. or if you have something that has legs because if it's not good people will not buy it and mm. not back it and not support it no. and of course we had lots of friends and family supporting it but half of the supporters we didn't know right so, so that's, that's a, a good, good sign. sign definitely a good sign so we were really excited about that and then the the second and the third one we didn't do on kickstarter and the fourth one we did again okay so the third one is chinwag's tale which i love the story of chinwag being the dog yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. the fourth one, which is just out, which I hadn't just out seen, which this is year, uh, the beginning of this year. Grumpiness finds happiness. So now yeah. we have a, a a girl and a boy. Yeah, which must be uh, great for the children as well. So totally. But one of the things I found with with the the books that because we obviously stock them in the in, yeah. in the books in the bookshop. Mm. Um, how many adults actually loved it just yeah. as much as yes. the children and the poster too. It's, yes. okay, it's okay, it's to, okay be to be you. To be you. Yeah. It's such a great slogan, isn't it? And, mm. and I think kind of resonates with 
young people as well as old, everyone. old people, everyone. Yeah, yeah, I think it's to do with like we still have an inner child as well. Mm. And we always will have that. And I think it taps into that kind of curiosity. And we all still like coping with like being different. We're all different. We're all so unique. And we that's are. what Squared is about. So yeah. he wants everybody to embrace that. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I think that why adults love it is because there is a, a whole other layer of understanding in the books, which children might not necessarily get in the beginning. But that's why it makes it interesting for adults. So if parents are reading the books with the children, yes. they, there is something in it for them as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think, is the intriguing bit. Yeah, I think they love it. They love that. Where, where did you get the initial idea from? Okay, so that's obviously a very, very interesting story. <laughs> Simon, the writer, he used to work with me at um, the Good Agency, which is like a, like a sort of advertising agency that does good courses, anything that um, is important to change behavior or help fund raising funds for good courses and stuff like that. And he was a copywriter and I was the creative director there, associate creative director. He left and he said to me, Margit let's do a book together because I love the way you illustrate and we need to kind of get do something yes and I got really excited and we said okay let's do a book about single socks because <laughs> what do they get up to and then we kind of we were starting already like being excited about the worlds that they were into <laughs> and then a um, couple of months later I saw his status on Facebook and it said square head round thought nothing else just that mm. and this little boy popped into my head and I drew him, scanned yeah. him in, emailed it to uh, Simon and said, let's do a book about him. He seems curious. <laughs> he seems interesting. And that's how it happened. Wow. Isn't so it's an amazing? incredible, like, uh, yeah, an incredible way of something coming to you. When, yeah. you. when you are creative, yeah, ideas can come from anywhere, really. Yeah. And that's how that happened. It was a eureka moment almost, was it? It's it like was a, a bit. <laughs> I, and I got like chicken skin all over my body. Like I got like the shivers. Goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. And it, and it made me really kind of think this is something. Mm. And then it was, it, it was so clear what he needed to look like and we had a couple of ping pong sessions about the story and then Simon wrote this amazing story about mm. him mm. and then um, off I went just illustrated the whole thing and we put it together and it just you know it, it, it feels as if he was always already there that's yeah. how that's yeah. the feeling that he gives you yeah. it's like he was always already there well he was in the bookshop for a long time as well <laughs> certainly in poster form yeah. and it brought so many people in just because of the slogan as well yeah because, because oh that's gorgeous so, um, yeah and um and obviously now that you have a series it's more compelling for mm. people to yeah knowing that there is more to the story than just one book about yeah. it and uh, yeah. exploring different issues yeah through exactly the through the different characters yeah, yeah exactly so they all um yeah they all tackle different nuggets of life that could be very useful for children but as well as for adults yes uh, to help them as well yeah mm -hmm. well now i know the story behind it because I, I never actually had time you to never ask knew you that. No, okay yeah it's a <laughs> so wonderful it. it's a, such a great yeah. story yes it is. Yeah. What who would have known that what happened to the story about the single socks i think there's something in that one as well <laughs> it's that's still in On the, the making yeah yeah <laughs> Okay. No, that definitely will happen one day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be part of this podcast, the Travelling Through Podcast, because mm -hmm. I know you're very, very busy. And this isn't the only thing that you're doing in, in life, but I'd like to take you right the way back to your first 
trip to London, I suppose, yeah. or, or what actually brought you to London, because as I'm sure the Think listeners again, can hear. Just thinking about that gives me chicken skin. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> because it just, you know, when you have, you know, I've been here over 25 years. Really? And if you think about what happened in yeah. those 25 years and that actually that significance of arriving arriving in london yeah. and not knowing that 25 years i would have been here yeah. 25 years later yeah, it's yeah. quite an incredible feeling so that's yeah. why i kind of go whoa <laughs> so, life is so interesting yeah, isn't it yeah mm. so what 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 how did that happen what brought you here because from your accent obviously listeners can tell that yeah that you, there's a a twang, and I think it's a Dutch twang. <laughs> yes, totally. So I um, I studied in Utrecht. I went to the art school there, and I studied graphic design. And in the third year, you have to do work experience, and you have to organize that yourself. So it's not like you, you, like it gets organized for you, and you just see wherever you end up. No, it's important that you kind of go through that process of trying to get somewhere. It's almost like an, you need to do a sort of interview, mm-hmm. a letter, introduction of yourself, what you would like to get out of it. And I was intrigued by the body shop, um, the green shops from Anita Roddick. Oh, yes, At the yes. time, they were really amazing in the way they did the advertising just through the windows. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything else. They yeah. just did promotions mm-hmm. and they were very ethical they did, uh, you know, like against animal testing, uh, freedom of speech, against uh, domestic violence for women, um, all sorts of issues. And I thought, wow, what a wonderful way of, you know, buying and selling products, but like to get some other words out. And yes. I kind of thought that is really intriguing me. Where does this all get done? Where does this all get designed? That, mm. So that went through my head. So okay. I just walked past a body shop and I went in there and I said, where is this being designed and mm-hmm. produced? And said, well, there's only one little design department and it's in London. Well, I thought, I'm going to <laughs> London then. So I looked them up right. um, and um, I gave the production manager a call of the studio and um, Liz Walker, that was her name, And she said, well, Margaret, I'm not really sure what work experience means, but like, I'm sure if you could come Mm. and just introduce yourself and then we can have a chat about it, we can maybe decide if that would be something that we would be interested in Mm -hmm. to offer you. So I just made a great weekend out of it. I just went with (laughs) two other friends. How old were you then? Were you um, I was late teens, or I was probably about twenty, okay. twenty years old. Yeah, nineteen. So just 20. out for the adventure then. Yeah, big time. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. We went on. I think we went on the bus, Euro Euro lines. Anyway, it goes all the way from uh, you know Holland all the way. It takes twelve hours. It's a ferry. You, you arrive <laughs> like an absolute. But um, when you're young, it's fine. Yeah. So. Um, I had the interview and we went there and um, I brought my portfolio and my work and uh, they said, well, that, that's, yeah, that seems really interesting. Like, so basically you offer, I, I explained to them, I offer my services or whatever I could help out with. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, I get experience and I learn along the way how it is in real life working. And she said, that's brilliant. So they said initially, why don't you come for two weeks in a certain month? I can't remember, it was in September or something. Mm -hmm. So I went there and the two weeks ended up being seven months. So it obviously really worked out. And I loved London. I absolutely loved it. It just felt like I could be completely myself. 
and that was probably the most important thing that drew me to London. Right. I felt like it was so inspiring and people were so individual and I loved that bit about it and it didn't really matter what you were wearing as long as you're happy with it then people are happy for you mm. like mm -hmm. whatever and mm. just just like you could just sit on the tube and just watch people and just be amused for the rest of the day mm. you know it's great so yeah and you know museum wise and uh, create creative wise it's so inspiring yes. and the multicultural yeah. uh, you know areas within london i just had a ball it was amazing <laughs> did yeah. you have to then go back to finish off your well this your was what happened i think if i then ended up you know being into my last final year yes and um i said to them look if i don't go back i won't do my final and i need to do my final because that will be the one and only opportunity to be around client really mm. on a project i need to do that so i'm afraid to have to go back and he said well when are you, when will you be finished when you move <laughs> I said I'd set a date and then my exhibition would be and then after that I would be available. And um, so they literally called me the day after my exhibition and they said, we've got a one-off project, could you come back? So I packed my suitcase That's again amazing. and I went. And I, th I think I was there for, I don't know, a month or so. And then a job became available within the studio and mm. I applied for it amongst everybody else. And then they gave me the job. All right, so... That's kind of That's nailed how it, it really. That yeah. You so then I literally properly moved to London. Right. So you were in your early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. London was 20, kind of your. I think twenty-one, twenty-two, something around that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So London was your oyster. Totally. <laughs> um, but did you coming to London? Did you face any challenges? I mean, we all do. I'm sure. The challenge. But... Yeah. I was actually. Yeah. I was thinking. If I think about that, the challenge that I had in the beginning was my English. And especially working in a creative department and you have brainstorm about ideas and briefs and sort of keeping up with the with the kind of brainstorm was a big challenge for me. So right. if I wanted to kind of add something to an idea that was going around in the group, by the time I had that translated in my head, mm -hmm. it was they had moved on and it right. was they had no point for me being part of it. So it, it, the, it was quite frustrating in the beginning. Yes. I just needed to be more absorbing mm -hmm. and just be. Yes. And just absorb that way. And so that was, I find that quite a challenge. Yeah. It, it, I can understand that. I mean, yeah. I, I had the same when I, I was in Strasbourg for a while and, mm. and my French was schoolgirl French. And the, some of the meetings were all in French. And I, I, and I could understand what they mm. were saying, but trying to get the words together in my head in a way that didn't sound like I was a five-year-old child to, yeah. to get my, my message across was very difficult. Yeah. And in the end, you'd just end up sitting there and just not saying anything and saying afterwards to somebody in, in English because I wasn't kind of yeah. strong enough to say it in my, my kind of uh, rapey French. It's quite <laughs> frustrating because, yeah. you know, I had all these ideas going around in my head and then I thought, oh... If I say that now, I'll make a fool of myself, mm. or they're probably going to go like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yes. Um, it's humbling, it's I think. It's humbling because you it makes you appreciate how hard it is for people mm. when they first come to, yeah. to London. And you have to really yeah. go through that experience yourself, I think, yeah, to really to understand, understand that. how hard it is. You're right. Because people don't tolerate, if you can't express yourself, you're, you're dumb, basically. Yeah. Or, or can be perceived yeah. to be yeah um not really not with it. not not with it or not, <laughs> not keeping up with it yeah, yeah. exactly it affects your confidence a bit it does yeah. yes so it's good to have, have that as an experience yeah. i think 
And then you obviously stayed with Body Shop. Yeah, for, for, I was there for, for seven years. For seven years. So I became very close to Anita Roddick, who is an incredible woman. She mm. was an incredible leader, um, very inspiring. But I learned so much from her and her attitude. I absolutely adored because she would come up to me and say, can you just please stop working on that? That looks shit. That doesn't look good. She was very clear, mm, very straight, very direct, which suited me because course, I like that Dutch way. Style, yeah, it? it was kind of like that. I I get that. Or she would kind of go on her knees and wanted to hug hug you and sort of say, "Oh, can we have this in the window tomorrow?" And the turnaround <laughs> oh, could be so quick sometimes mm. because it was doable. Yeah, and um, I loved that, and that made me very excited. Mm -hmm. And I learned an incredible amount from her. So I I, I was. Um, also, obviously, in the design department, also um, headed up the packaging department in the end. So did all the packaging as well. Okay. Uh, so that was a great experience. And then I got sort of headhunted to Saatchi and Saatchi, which is a big advertising yes, agency. Yes, very big. Yes. Different, so different style. Completely. <laughs> that threw me hair on my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Being a woman in advertising, I think, is quite, um, yeah, challenging sometimes as well. But I had a really, really great time there as well. Again, learned an awful lot. And mm -hmm. obviously there you can do commercials and you do film and radio and recording and music on this. And so it, it broadened my kind of experience and mm. inspiration and capabilities. I capabilities, yeah. totally. Yeah. And then I was very desperate to put um, the the good of the body shop and the experience of Saatchi and Saatchi together in one job and then I ended up working for the good agency okay. which is uh, yeah like a also an advertising agent but they work mainly for NGOs and good causes and charities and mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm. that is important yeah. to make the world a better place mm. um, so I did that for seven years as well and okay. then after that, I've been seven years freelance. Freelance, seven and now years. Seven years already. Wow. Yeah. So clearly, yeah. there was no question about you going back. Well, this is an interesting one because I had sometimes I had a little bit of itchy feeling of like, should I go back to Holland? Should I go back to Holland? And maybe. And then what I did is I actually just threw everything up in the air and then just saw and just just waited for something to fall back and then another job came so it was mainly the jobs mm -hmm. that kept, kept me you. here mm -hmm. and yeah I even kind of did an interview in Barcelona I was kind of thinking maybe I should go to another country because I do like being abroad and I even did interviews in Holland as well mm -hmm. and then interviews here but like it just kept on coming back here and I thought well I'm meant to be clearly meant to be, be here. here yeah 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 okay I'm going to Cut it for a moment sure. and do a quick round of questions. Yeah. So we've got um, favorite form of London transport. Bus Bicycle. Ah, yes. My of horse. Course, your horse. My horse, <laughs> for sure. Do you ever use the bus or the tube? Yeah, do I do. do. Okay. I do. I love the bus. Mm -hmm. I love the bus. Yes. Yeah. Top of the bus, front seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best view in best little, view in London. Little sketchbook, wandering. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, it's your amazing Dutch bicycle. Yeah. Without the old granny bike with a <laughs> big basket I, on the I've song. never quite seen anybody carry quite as much stuff as you used to do on your on the front of your bicycle and, and still be able to ride it. I mean, I would have have an accident, <laughs> a, 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 a huge accident. I don't think mm. I'd have got to the end of the street. But um, um, 
Okay. You know, that freedom is the best. Yes, it is. Being on the bicycle. I mean, I do have a bicycle myself, as you know. Yeah. But mine isn't uh, quite as, as sturdy. <laughs> so um, favorite place on a sunny summer's day: London Park or the Thames, or maybe somebody uh, somewhere Ooh, else. Oh, um, maybe, maybe Greenwich Park. Is it okay? Yeah. You know when you kind of get to there is a certain bit where you can oversee the whole of London. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, I, I think it's about three quarters of the way up, is it? Before yeah. you get to the observatory. Yeah, around there-ish. Mm. Yeah, Ish. it's a bit That's higher up, yeah. Yeah. And the, or Primrose Hill is quite high up. It's quite nice as well, yeah. You take a picnic then and go up there? Yeah, and just definitely. I mean, actually, Burgess Park, just here close to Peckham, is very lovely. Is it? It's got a yeah. pond and a fountain and swans yeah. and... So that's I your easy round-the-corner go-to? Yeah, I often jog through there as well, mm. which is nice. Um, do you have a favourite London expression or UK phrase? In it. In it, yes, I do. <laughs> I say that kind of quite a lot, I think. In it. Street food or pub grub? Street food. Falafel wrap. Falafel wrap from Absolutely. Oh, okay. Do you have a go to place for that? Your yes. falafel wrap? London Bridge. Really? Okay. Uh, outside the post office. Falafel. It's called All That Falafel. Best falafel in the in the whole of London. Is it really? You've tried a few then? Uh, I, almost, <laughs> well, definitely once or twice a week. Okay, well, I have to go there. try that. I haven't tried that yeah, one. Try it. Okay, second round. Here we go. So, home was originally in Holland. Yeah. Uh, where specifically? I mean, Eindhoven, I was born. Okay. And I lived where... in uh, at South in Brabant, in mm -hmm. province Brabant. Eindhoven, and I studied in Utrecht, which is in the centre of Holland. Yeah. And I lived there for about 10 years. Yeah. Okay. And, um, Obviously, the jobs have kept you in London, and yeah. clearly you didn't necessarily have a desire to go back, but you did question whether to go back. Yeah. And even now, you feel completely settled in, mm -hmm. in London. London's, yeah. your, London's yes. your home. And I your family come here. Yeah, they often yeah. visit me, mm -hmm. and I go there maybe four, four times a year. Around four yeah. times a year. And when you yeah. go back, does it feel like home too or does yeah, it feel it yeah. feels like home but i can't wait to go back here okay yeah <laughs> so in in which if you had to choose kind of like your fondest memory of of holland yeah what would it be living in um uh, an anti-squat building i think you call it in holland it's basically it was in utrecht when i was a student i lived in a big building Almost like for the for the council because otherwise it would be squatted. Mm -hmm. So I was living there with about sixteen students, right? And you could cycle through the through the hallway. <laughs> it was so big. Oh my goodness! And my room was like as big as a classroom. Mm. And you can imagine if you are in an art school, that's just like heaven to have the space. Yeah. And so I had one room for materials. Fantastic. And one room to to work in and sleep in, and you know, big table to eat in, make food, and I think that was like, like a fantastic time, yeah. really fantastic time. What do you know? What's happened to the the building now? Is it? Been... It's not there anymore. It was knocked down. No, it? yeah, it was knocked down in the end. It was called like a, the the old Azu, which is like an old hospital, mm -hmm. um, university. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're almost like. Um, looking after it to stop to people to go in yeah because if you have squatters in there it's sometimes not easy to get them out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. and they quite often destroy the building yeah, rather as well. than look after it yeah. not all but, but yeah. uh, okay another quick round of questions mm -hmm. are you a cinema or theatre goer? possibly cinema 
Possibly so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I haven't been you don't both. Have time. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. No. If I you don't do make go... enough time. So if I would make, if I would choose one of them, I would probably go to cinema. Okay. Do you have a a favorite cinema that you like to go to? Peckham Multiplex. Okay. It's yeah. down the road, is it? Yeah. Yes. In, yeah. Okay. And um. It's only a fiver as well. Okay. Oh, no. Every night of the week. Yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's good for London. Yeah. Yes. Makes it yeah, more London's doable. Very expensive in the in the centre. Mm. Just to sit down. Yeah. Um, dinner out or nightlife to dawn. Dinner out or nightlife to dawn. Dinner out. Dinner out. Okay. But actually, I would say dinner in. Dinner in. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. A lot of people are saying that. So. Yeah, but I am in that stage of my life. I think I've actually <laughs> talked to my husband about it, and. Why would you want to go out if you can just eat whatever you want to make? We love cooking. We love food. Okay. And, you know, you save yourself so much money as mm. well. It's so expensive. It is. So yes. expensive. And it's really nice and very seldom we go out and it's a real treat. Mm -hmm. But then often when we come home, we're like, oh, I love being home. Yeah. <laughs> Do you do you go to the markets for food? Or yeah. So you've got, yeah. Have you got a good? Yeah. Again, okay. uh, in you know, in near Peckham Ride, there is really there's lots of shops there, mm -hmm. and, uh, stalls, and like they, they have like these um, stalls out there with baskets of fruit and vegetables and brilliant. You know, okay. yeah. Get whatever you Bring like. Bring them in the basket and yes. go home. And you're also cutting down on the amount of plastic and stuff. Yeah. That completely. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, favorite place to go walking or cycling in or around London? What I really enjoyed is cycling either from Richmond all along the Thames towards Kingston upon Thames, Thames I think yeah, it's called, and yeah. then you can go even further. Yes. Or go from Greenwich yes. all the way to the Thames Barrier. Oh, you can cycle oh, all the way yeah. past the dome, yeah. and that's How amazing too. How long does that take too. you then? An hour, like yeah. yeah, probably an hour. It's amazing. Yeah, it's lovely. Okay. Yeah. On my list. Yeah. <laughs> things, to, things to do. I'm going to be very busy at this rate. Yeah. So it's either that way or well, the other yes, way. Yeah. yeah. The other way I know, but uh, mm. not not from Greenwich to to the Thames Barrier. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Mm. Okay, so if you if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Possibly in the Amazon in Brazil. Why there? In the jungle. I think I'm just come from there. <laughs> you work, and, uh, I think a Native American kind of place. Mm -hmm. okay. that, yeah, that's where I would like to go. Have you been before? No. <laughs> I've been to Brazil, but I haven't been to the actual Amazon. But I have. It really resonates with me. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an interesting, interesting mm. choice. To, yeah, to, you can see your where you would be in your yeah. your home. Yeah, I can see it. Do you yeah. think your husband just, would be up for that? As oh well? yeah, he will go with <laughs> he you. He will go with he you. He will love it. <laughs> just very basic, very simple, in the middle of nature. Yeah, I think it would be pure, as real as you can be. Really, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's beautiful. All right. Well, let me know when you do actually go, because I'll definitely come and visit you. Okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. So do you have a wanderlust or are you very much an armchair traveller? What is a wanderlust? Is that like you just go you just and follow your nose and see where you, you end up? You have itchy feet and the, the need to go places and whether it's far away or, yeah. or, or to always be on the go going to places. And the so other one was? Armchair traveller. In a book or something you travel yeah. in a book? Yes. No, I, I think every day, every day is for me a wonder. 
So it could be just being me in my front garden and what happens there mm -hmm. with people that I meet and yeah. the stories that I hear or just going on my bicycle to a supermarket could be an adventure in itself because of what I what I experience or what I see or mm -hmm. That's so, a good answer. I like that. I answer. really <laughs> I think yeah. life is so curious. I agree. I think sometimes we think to have that wanderlust or to travel we've got to go far I don't need away to go far and you don't at have all. to go far no. you can no. just just to get on your bicycle, as you say. It happens literally in my front garden. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts. Yeah. I actually just being in my house uh, just makes mm. me wander. <laughs> already wander up and down the corridors. Yeah, I just pottering about, and I, you know, I always make something every day. I do. I make something, mm -hmm. and that makes me excited. So you're in your in your own world here within. World. The, yeah, yes. just yes. being in in my house. Just when I wake up, yeah. I just start there, <laughs> doesn't it? Even my dreams are wonderless, uh, yes, so it's whenever, wherever I am, yeah. I always mean to write down my dreams, I have so many of them. I do. Are you the same? Yeah, yes. I've got, I'm doing do it. Do you because, write it? Yeah, I'm actually having a psychotherapy uh, by or with a union dream analyst. So every other two weeks I have, uh, I actually was meant to be there this morning. Um, well, thank you for putting it off. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I hope she uh, is okay with it. No, she's okay with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's fascinating. Mm. It's so interesting. Mm. And because you write them down, um, you, you start kind of uh, being more used to it that you write them down. And I actually don't even write it down. I go, I wake up and I remember it. And then I go quickly to the toilet for pee and I record it Audio, on my yeah. phone. Mm. And then it writes it into the phone. Brilliant. And so you don't kind of wake up too much. Mm. And then I just go back to bed and I'll do another dream. Yeah. Have you ever had a dream where you carry on from where you left off? Sometimes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And yeah. flying dreams, that's the other one I have. Yeah. Where you fly. Ooh, Try, normally trying to get away, getting away from people, no. actually. Yeah. <laughs> There's always people chasing me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice, no, fascinating. Yeah. Yes. There's definitely some process going on in dreams. Yeah. So wandering all the time. Wandering all, all the time. All the time. <laughs> actually, the board today... Yes. It's about wonder. It is. It I, says to wonder is the beginning of wisdom. Isn't it? What it something said? like that, yes. I can't remember exactly. It's actually got it from this box, from this shoebox. Wonder, wonder is, is the, the beginning, beginning of, of wisdom. wisdom. There we go. Who's who? who Clark's. Who's, it's Clark's shoes. There we go. Can you believe it? How lovely is that? Yeah, well, because it's, yes, put your shoes on and wonder. Yeah. I think that's really lovely. Yeah. So from the places that you've visited... Perhaps not so much in your dreams, or maybe yeah. maybe in your dreams, mm -hmm. but have you somewhere that's impacted on you very strongly? Um, as a human being? As a yeah, as a, as a place, so you've gone somewhere and it's had a huge impact on you. I went to the favelas in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I went there as a creative to um, come up with ideas and work with the people that were living in the favelas to come up with ideas to make products fair trade products that would be then sold in Holland. And so there was somebody from Brazil that had the links with the favelas, because otherwise, you, if you go into a favela as a, they don't know you, that's not safe. No. So I got the opportunity to go in there, and that was quite, um, uh, that had a big effect on me, because it just makes you realise how different they live, different quality of life, but actually so beautiful, because they didn't sometimes have a lot and they were laughing and smiling and making music and dancing mm -hmm. and 
so pure and simple in terms of the joy of life. Mm -hmm. um, but some favelas were so poor and were so had really practically nothing that if even if somebody passed away, this sounds disgusting, but they would they would obviously have maybe a ceremony for it, but they would actually eat the body really? because they were so hungry. Oh my goodness. So that really impacted me. Yeah. That yeah. Wow. I, yeah, did, I, I did visit the favelas when I was in, in Brazil. It's quite a while ago now, but it was um, I visited an NGO. There were a couple of NGOs mm. there working with the children. Yeah, there. yeah. And there was a tram that takes you up into into one of them where you could. Was it near Rio, yours or? Um, it was. Where was it? Yes, it must have been in Rio. Actually, mm. I was just thinking whether whether yes, it was in Rio. Yeah, or yeah, Sao Rio. Paulo maybe. Yeah, I was just thinking Sao pa Sao Paulo. I was with people there and they said don't go to the favelas and the lady who most strongly said don't was brazilian white brazilian herself. yeah, yeah. And she was terrified of them and i, and I said mm. well why not if we don't if you don't go you'll never know what's what's mm. going on and yeah and it's important to understand yeah and but anyway i was with them so, <laughs> so it was a no-go for me to, to to go off and i didn't have any means of mm. getting there really myself yeah. so but in Rio, I could, I could, but it was. But it did you know somebody? How you got in now? And the one in um, the one in Rio was it was through an NGO. They, ah, they yeah. were So they, so were they actually, had the contact. They had the contact, and they were showing what they were doing with with children. So it was yeah. it was to do with sport and with art, and they how they, yeah. they encouraged the children to come away from their environment to yeah. to get into some a creative yes, environment. Exactly. And I thought it was all that was really good. I can't remember the name of the NGO now because it's quite a while ago, but. But clearly, you had a, a more of a face-to-face -face yeah experience. Yeah, but I was yeah I was working with them and like mm. coming up with you know the, let them show around what kind of uh, materials they had and what they were recycled. They they make things from all sorts of stuff mm -hmm. that was was recycled. That's I mean when I did go, there were quite a few stalls up there, and everything was made by by them. They were very proud. Like bottle and, tops or mm, yeah. tin, yeah, like amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's um, that's had a big impact on me actually. Big. Exactly. <laughs> you just told me. To. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a final question mm -hmm. for you. What would be one piece of advice you'd give somebody coming to London for the first time, based on your experiences coming here as a a young student? Yeah, I think it's important to see all the kind of the tourist and the typical English things, but I think. I would encourage to wander and to really get, if you dare, to get a bicycle and cycle around and go to areas and, and talk to people from that area and sort of explore, really explore. Mm -hmm. And I mean, actually, the museums are incredible. Mm. I mean, the V&A and the British Museum, I often go there to, to do drawing in there. I mean, it's just incredible what they offer you and it's for free. free yes. There's so much stuff you can do in London that doesn't need to cost a lot. Yeah, and I think true. that is quite an opportunity for anybody that gets to London. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, some of the attractions that are tourist attractions, they are extremely expensive. They and are. just go They're into the wheel. Yeah. When you can go up in, into Tate Modern and see almost the same kind of view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or there is like one of these restaurants, uh, Duck and Waffle, I think it's called, near Liverpool Street. And you can just go in the, in a glass elevator, which it goes so high. 
I mean, it's incredible it? view you can have. Yeah, you can just have, you know, have one drink there. Yes. Have, you know, enjoy the view and go down again. Go down. Yeah. You don't have to go to the restaurant. So there is all sorts of things to to explore, I think, really explore. Mm. And um, yeah, I always go and ask when, I, when I'm when i in a new area, I always go, well, like, if, I, if you would want to... Um, be two hours in this area what would you recommend me to do if i only had two hours here or yes. an hour or i want to have a little bit something to eat where would you go mm. so pick up from the people that are in the area yes that's a very good yeah piece i of like advice, that way of, um, and you're making a connection with somebody yeah who is in yeah. the area already but i so. i do think um the the average Maybe Londoner would be okay with it. But I did, in the beginning, that was also maybe a little bit one of my challenges, that when I start talking to people, they kind of think a bit like, oh, she's a bit weird. <laughs> yes, because... You know, just a bit, like, in your face, or a little bit easy to talk, wanting mm. to talk. Mm. Or they kind of, they are a bit suspicious in the beginning. They go, oh. But if you kind of really are genuinely just nice and, and kind and mm. just showing that you're authentic and really mean it mm. they kind of go oh actually somebody's actually, asking my, my advice quite nice. <laughs> and they and you can see afterwards that they actually enjoyed it themselves talking mm. about it and that they were well, somebody's asking me for some information that's actually quite nice but i remember like i just remember being in a sandwich shop and saying to a guy oh you know this sandwich i had yesterday was really really nice and the, and the guy just looking at me <laughs> like why would you care to tell me that that sandwich is really nice well i i kind of i, I suppose yeah. you look like you're a little bit searching for what you want mm. look how thought, oh you know that sandwich is really nice mm. <laughs> no and let me throw up okay so just to sort of talk a little bit of um where you are now you're seven years freelance yeah and you've got some interesting projects on the go mm. Do you want to tell the listeners yeah, a little bit so about it? Yeah, so during the the last full-time job, so when I was at the Good Agency, I picked up a study. So I've studied and now I am a graduated therapeutic creative well-being practitioner. Wow, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it's a new pioneering role, mm. um, which is basically... Um, it's a therapeutic way of creating a safe space for a child or a group of children or young people to um, play, to create a safe space to play. And because of that, uh, stuff can can be uh, maybe exp like sort of talked about or moved within the body of the child or could maybe help them to relate to their emotions and help them feeling safe enough to talk about it and find a voice for those feelings or mm -hmm. expressions. And um, my specialist is uh, art and creating and making things, but other well-being practitioners do either play football or they do whatever is their specialism. Right. So it's all about creative play. Mm -hmm. It's all about playing is, is I think, the key to... Uh, get a child to move um, in their inner world, right. so to speak. Okay. And so it's helping them uh, reflect or um, help them work through some stuff in a safe way, mm -hmm. which could be very healing. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of London children are going through some very traumatic 
um, experiences. And um, I really want to help. Mm -hmm. um, and I, are you are you more directing this at children who have come from from abroad and have been you know they, they've come with their parents from a very like a war torn zone mm -hmm. or, or or is it children? It could be any anything. it could be any child. So it could be referred through schools. I mm -hmm. work within schools, but it also could be referred via other therapists. Or it could be referred to via other parents that I have worked with already for their children. So it's it's kind of word of mouth as well. Um, but from all, all sorts of walks of life. Mm -hmm. And you're going actually into the schools yeah. to, to work with children. Yeah, so I go in schools and I also do, uh, I've got my professional practice here. So I, I work here one-to-one -one with right, children okay. as well. And as you saw earlier, you've got a lovely little study or studio out, yeah. uh, out in the garden which yeah. is just beautiful <laughs> yeah which is great and yeah. so that feels like a very safe yes, space away from space. everything yeah yeah which yeah. really helps okay yeah and um so if any listeners are, are interested to know a bit more um obviously got a website and yeah and, and links um so we can put those all in in the show notes to make sure that totally. we can direct people in the right direction if they think mm -hmm. that's something for them or they know somebody who who might benefit or welcome mm -hmm. welcome that at least to chat with you on, on the subject. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, yeah. Um, always and, open and the, to that. The, the the therapy is also related, no doubt, to um, Squarehead. It totally is, yes. which went kind of hand in hand when Camilla Batmangalish, um, who is the founder of the kids company, when she uh, met me, she uh, was very encouraging me with the first book of Squarehead to to then do the course. So I was able to then therapeutically work with children. And then since the book was really all about like helping children to understand it's okay to be themselves and to that we're all different and unique and that we need to embrace that and blah, blah, blah. It kind of worked really well together. So I used the books and then developed Lessons for Life, which mm -hmm. are uh, lessons that are um, very closely linked to the themes that are being talked about in the books. And so the lessons for life can be uh, obtained just by buying the books and mm -hmm. you get the lessons for free at the moment within school. So it encourages teachers or carers or parents to mm -hmm. help children with those issues or, you know, it just gives you nuggets of wisdom and yeah. helps you. And there's lots of exercises in there and things they can do. So, yeah, it's a it's a really great way to spread the word about mm -hmm. Squarehead as well. Mm -hmm. And as we said earlier, I mean, it's something that both children and adults can relate yeah. to. So it's a, and I'm looking forward to reading the, the fourth mm. book for sure. So, and again, um, for all listeners, we'll, we will put the, the titles of the books in the, in the show notes with mm -hmm. links to, I take it your, it's on Amazon, in bookshops. It's actually, it's in Dawn's bookshops. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in the South London Gallery, um, but not in many, many, many others. Right. Um, and... And we have our own website, yeah, okay. I'm squarehead.com. Okay, yeah. I'll make sure so that's, that's where we can find yeah. everything. To do and obviously that. they were in your shop. They were, yes. In the most important <laughs> shop in the world. <laughs> Thank you, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they love being there and I, we saw quite a lot of them as a Yeah, as a you did, yes, you did. They were very enthusiastic. Yeah. All, all the staff read them as well. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. Okay, well, I think that kind of rounds it all up. Unless there's anything else you you would like to to add um, from, from what we've talked about. 
talked about. There's so many things to talk about, to be honest, that we, yeah. <laughs> we could go Maybe on. Maybe the on. only thing that I just would like to tell the world is the little board in my front garden. Yes, which actually I noticed coming in. So that's Do you mind if I just quickly yeah, tell you about that? Please do, yes. How did it so, come about as well? Well, that's a lovely story in itself. So basically I had a really big pampas grass in the front garden. So it, the circumference was so big, it took all the light away from the living room. And one morning I woke up and I thought, I'm going to cut it down because I want light. Mm -hmm. And so I started cutting it down and four hours later I was I had it down to the ground, but like it was like still sticking out a bit. It was really big and mm. really strong. And I thought I probably need a professional for that. It was almost like the top of the head of a big giant that was <laughs> buried in the ground. <laughs> and then a guy walked past and offered to help. And um, I said, well, that's great, but I haven't got any tools and I locked myself out of my house. Oh, no. And he said, no worries. So he walked away but and he came back. Mm. I didn't think he was coming back. But he came back with a spade without the handle. I said, well, that's not going to get you very <laughs> far. So we gave the gave the neighbors a, a call and they came up with a machete like that. Oh, my goodness. Which is amazing. <laughs> Two hours later, it just ended up being like a really lovely kind of gathering. Everybody was helping each other and we got everything, all the last bits. Yeah. Out in of bags <laughs> and then two weeks later we started to build we wanted to start building the shed in the back garden mm -hmm. the studio and i thought mm, i could really do with some help from this guy that helped me but i don't know where he lives and how i maybe i can get in touch with him through putting a note out exactly where the where the pampas grass used to be right so I put a note out and said, if you were the guy that helped me getting rid of the pampas grass, please put your name and number through the letterbox and then um, I'll get in touch with you. I've got another job for you because I paid him some money for helping me out because yeah. it, um, I think he could really do with a little bit of cash. Mm -hmm. But no no reply from him, but lots of other people were putting <laughs> notes through the door like <laughs> saying, oh, we are two students living in the area. We can see you cleaned up your garden. Can we help you plant flowers? Uh, some landscape gardeners, some other professional garden people, <laughs> and uh, just lovely notes saying like, oh, we would love to help. And then um, I thought, this is really interesting. Yes. So people are really reading the the message. message yes. I'm going to do something with this. So that sparked the idea, and I jumped on my bicycle, went to Peckham, mm. bought a chalkboard, mm. And then started writing a quote on it every day. It's every day you do one. Every day I do one. And it's now the sixth year. That's so imagine amazing. there's six years of, of boards yeah. in that front garden. And the stories and the people I've met through it are just unbelievable. Right. I mean, I could, I should really, really write a book about it because it is incredible. Mm. I'm really moved by it, actually, mm. because the power of a community is unbelievable. And where do you get your, your the quotes from? Are they so, so yeah, I I normally kind of really tap into the sort of whatever is out there for me in mm. the morning when I wake up. I discuss sometimes with my husband, shall we do it about this or about that? And sometimes somebody has sent a quote to me, and I think, oh, that fits for today. I'm mm -hmm. going to put that one on, or uh, some sometimes I make it up, or um, but if I kind of want a certain subject, I literally go wonder mm. and then put wrote the the word quote behind it and then i go online online and it just gives you lots of yes. quotes about wonder yeah. or um, you find it on the lid of a clerk's shoebox exactly <laughs> that's it so again inspiration come from anywhere yeah 
You just need to look. Yeah, you just yeah, need to use your eyes, your eyes and yeah. have them always open. That's a fantastic story, and and um, mm. I definitely you should write a book about all the. And people can tales. follow that one, and I think that will be lovely mm. if people start following the board, which is literally Peck and Bird. Peck and Bird. Okay. Peck and Bird. Real okay. life Twitter from the front garden in Peckham. Fantastic. Peckham. Okay, I didn't realise you had that. I will definitely be following my, myself because I see you put some of it on on Facebook, and I think the other day you had yeah. two two young girls. They were writing the message. Yeah. Yes. On the, yeah. On the they were from Israel. Yeah. Mm. So that's lovely. Lots of strangers write on it, mm. or yeah, passers by, or people that are visiting the house. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. It's just the fact that everybody gets involved, and that's yeah. yes, you're a, yeah. you're a hub. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just got this beautiful rainbow umbrella about two weeks ago, which made my heart so happy. And then the winds and the storm. Storm yeah. Chiara or Cara. But apparently there's an umbrella on its way. So, oh, is there another yeah, a rainbow one? Yes. one. Okay. So yes. very excited. Yeah, for about. the li- for the listeners, the the rainbow the the umbrella is still there, but um. It's looking it's a bit collapsed. sad. It's very sad. <laughs> it's but it's so there. But it's still there. Yeah. It's there because uh, when it rains, mm. the the chalkboard doesn't, oh, the run. rain doesn't wipe the oh, type off. Because in yeah. the beginning, it just had the board then, and if it rained, the quote was gone. Of course. And then some people were kind of starting to say, "Oh, um, is that? Does it mean anything that there's nothing on the board? <laughs> does it mean like clean slate or something? Have mm. today clean slate?" So even so that, look, even even that, that was, was had a meaning. That's incredible. Yeah. Stopping and what I find really interesting, it kind of functions as a mirror almost because whatever resonates with you about you, it says something about you, what, what it says in the board. So it's really mm-hmm. nice. For some people it works, for some people it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's almost like just reflecting back what's happening inside of you, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's really interesting. Wow. Mm. You know, on your question of um, what would you give as a piece of advice to anyone that would kind of arrive into London, yes. young people or whatever, um, actually, I would really want to tell everyone in the whole world, really, wherever <laughs> they are, not even just in London, but just to do what you love and to make sure you love what you do. Because I think that is the most important thing, to become a happy person. Mm. Mm-hmm. to make make the most of your time here on this planet. Yeah, because we're not here for very long. Yeah, and life is so precious. So it try is. and really, really make sure that what you do, you absolutely love. And if you don't love it, move, because you're not a tree. You're not stuck. You need to move on. It's hard sometimes, but do it. It's worth it. It's a good piece of advice. Just, just chase the rainbow and, you know, <laughs> make your dreams come true. Yeah. Okay, I'll make sure the listeners know that for sure. I think it's a fantastic piece of advice. (laughs) I will be taking it myself. What a lovely note to end on, I think, Mm. for today. I think I'm going to have to come back and interview again (laughs) because there's so many other stories and things to talk about. But but for now, um, it's been a pleasure having you on on the Travelling Through podcast. Thank you. And um, to all our Travelling Through podcast listeners out there, I hope it's been inspiring for you. And you've got some good takeaways. I definitely have from the show. Um, And of course, we'll put the links to everything we've discussed in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do give us a rating and a review. Margaret will be looking out for that, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
and um, please do subscribe and finally please share this podcast with your friends there's a lot here i think that everybody will enjoy listening to we'll be back next week with more traveling through tales from london's melting pot of cultures the london pool what makes you stay and what makes you leave but for now take care and thanks for listening